0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the BuildWit internal podcast. It's your favorite or maybe your, <laughs> your lesser favorite co-host, Aaron Witt, joined by my co-host, Alex Horton. Hey, y'all. That that felt weird, but I'm not sure how or why. I, it, it was a awkward introduction. <laughs> I need to practice in the front of the mirror and with my toothbrush. When you jumped right into it, it got very radio. It's... um. I feel like it's awkward because we haven't done this in person in a little bit now. Pro- in three weeks. Three weeks. Yeah. yeah, it's good to be back. Yeah, it's good to be back. Yeah, I, yeah, you know, for a few different reasons, I'm gonna try not to do many more of those trips that are multi-week. Sure. And this guy, he parks in my lawn.
1: Okay, I was trying to tell him
0: where does he live. I don't know. I think he's down the street, and it's like, dude, you can you can park on the street. There's plenty of parking here. You don't need to park in my lawn, and I'm fine with people parking in my lawn that I know, and I can park in my lawn. Mm-hmm. But some random guy parking in my lawn pisses me off, and I, I, wondered, I want to slash the tires.
1: I wondered if someone was here, and I parked like kind of far away, giving them some clearance, thinking they're part of the Buildwick crew. Turns out it's just a guy who lives down the street. Just or- a- yeah. Knows somebody who lives
0: down the street? Yeah, and just just parks them out. Like, yeah, sh- sure, dude. Just feel free. Yeah, help yourself. Yeah, be my guest. Um, so yeah, I you know hope hopefully not doing major trips a whole lot in the future, so we can keep everything in person with the podcast, mm-hmm. especially with the new studio. You won't want to travel with I that won't. office opening up. No, no, no. I'll just want to kick it mm-hmm. in the office with all my friends at Buildwood. I'm glad you have friends at Buildwood. Mm-hmm. It's important. I practice the value of be a friend. <laughs> be a friend. That's a
1: value. Um, well, speaking of values, you know, ready for this? Um, one of the questions we got in the email is talking about a value and asking you to talk about it.
0: What's what's first... Preface the questions in this episode with thanking everybody for their questions. You said there's no. An I want to jump in. I'm I'm jumping in. There was an abundance of questions. <laughs> there were an abundance of questions because I believe you sent out a, a message asking for questions. I
1: did. I sent out a message. You know, I I try to see maybe the if sending it via email works versus um on Slack and email is definitely the better choice. Good. Uh, you know, I don't necessarily want to like fill up people's uh, email inboxes, so I'm like looking for different ways to get in touch without like inconveniencing, at worst, people, but this at least this week did not
0: appear so. What's another email? <laughs> and I, I don't want to take too much credit for it, but I did threaten to talk about skid steers.
1: It's true, and then the the emails were pouring in after
0: yeah, that. Yeah, so here we are. But anyway, let's, yeah, let's get right into it.
1: So you know, as you you mentioned values, yeah. be a friend, Miss Lori Santa Lucia, you're the best, one of the best eggs. Um, she mentioned. Developing three X people.
0: She just yeah, because she sent it to me too, and she basically oh she did okay. We talked about this yesterday. I was on a phone call with her and Dan, and she said, "Hey, there's some confusion and misinterpretation around the develop three X people value. So maybe discuss the develop three X value."
1: Yeah. Okay. Then I'll, I'll um I'll set it up as which this is mostly true. So so Lori brought up. Asking us to talk about develops 3x, developing 3x people as one of our values. Mm. And I would say that I'm maybe a little confused on what that really means. Yeah. I think my initial thought when I see it is that the most important part of that value is the 3x part. But I don't believe that you expect me to do three times the work or three times the hours per week or Correct. whatever. So, what is that? Yeah. Is the emphasis should the emphasis should the emphasis be on developing, or what does that really mean to you? How does that like bear out in a way that's fruitful for us?
0: Yeah, um, it's it's a great great thought, great question, and I'm glad we can clarify this. First off, uh, happy late birthday to, to Lori. Mm-hmm. She just celebrated her birthday this past weekend. So, yep, Lori, congrats on turning. We're really happy for you. Yeah. So, to develop three X people. It was a concept that I pulled directly out of the Uncontainable book, if you've read it. Um, their, their value is, we've talked about it before. It's something along the lines of one good person equals three great people. That's that's it. Flipped. One, one great, great person, person equals three good, good people. people. Yeah. You're right. Math. Uh, and I took that and I just basically completely plagiarized it, made it a value. And then, you know, we talked about it and Chase and others discussed hey, we we probably ought to make this um, more unique to build with. And and we workshopped it a little bit and we came up with the develop 3X people, but it was derived from the one great person equals three good people principle. And it's just a general belief that just a really extraordinary individual in the same amount of time can perform. The work of three average people. So it's not about equaling those three average people by just working as much as they do. Yeah, you don't three want me. Times you don't more. want me to have three jobs and just do no, all of the work. Yeah. No, it's just the it's the genuine belief that a human in the right place, setting with the right tools, training, value system, culture, people surrounding them, can perform as well as three average people. And so does that go into like effectiveness? Is that? It's really effective. So you can be a 3X person technically working, you know, 30 hours a week. It doesn't really have anything to do with how much you work or what you do. It's really just about how effective you really are. So I mostly believe it and, and, and Everybody Matters really helped clarify this too as far as, you know, a lot of people have just never really had A place that's let them be themselves, for example. Yeah. Um, Or a place that's really cared about them. Or uh, people that genuinely believe in what they're capable of. And that's limiting as far as someone's performance is concerned. Mm -hmm. Or or a higher purpose to their work. Yeah. Whatever it may be. I, I think it's just the genuine belief that if we really take care of people, if we really give them the opportunity to be themselves, to utilize their natural abilities and talents as they should be utilized, not give them a ton of rules to be constrained by, mm-hmm. uh, and just allow them to be like the human beings they should. They should be just way more effective, which is good for them because everybody likes to be more effective. And I I like to be more effective. Yeah. That's, that's a great feeling. Oh, yeah. And it's good for BuildWit because we can do more for our partners and we can accomplish more of our mission and we can create a bigger impact in the industry. Um, and then just financially speaking, if, uh, and I've explained the the financial component of it is, you know, if we can really create that level of effectiveness, which I, I I genuinely think it's possible because you look at all these other companies and a lot of you have worked at them. I've worked at some of them where you just show up, you do your work, you get your paycheck, you go home. You don't care why you're there, mm-hmm. you don't care about the people you work with. you don't care about the work itself and, and and it's not on you. it's just not a very maybe not maybe not very stimulating, yeah, or the company's not giving you a whole lot or it's just not really scratching your itch or aligned with who you are, or aligned with what you're good at, but you need a job, you need money, you need to take care of your family, so it's what you do. Mm-hmm. not saying we're perfect in that regard, but I think we're offering and are on our way to offering something much more than that. So I think we can be, you know, on average 3 times as effective as someone with 3 times our workforce. That's yeah. unmotivated. That's not cared for. That doesn't know why they're showing up for work. That doesn't have a mission. That doesn't have a set of values that everybody believes in. So it's more so that. But but financially speaking too, it's okay, if we really are 3 times more effective, then we can in theory pay people much 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 better. Yeah. You know, we could in theory just pure based on just straight arithmetic on a napkin, you can, in theory, pay people twice as well while still being far more profitable than that other company. Yeah. So the company wins and people win. But that's still not based on stuff we're doing, hours worked, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and I know, I know most everybody here works a lot of hours. And I know we work weird hours. And I know there's a lot being asked of us right now. But on average, and we're we're getting to a more sustainable place right now, where, like, down the road, I, I don't want everybody to have to work 80 hours a week to just keep up. Like, that's not not sustainable Mm-mm. for anybody. Um, so, it's really, yeah, it's just not. And that's why, you know, that's why I, I talk to the group. And that's why I've been frustrated with, with a lot of the work we've been doing overall is because I think it's just a lot of stuff we shouldn't be doing. And we're not being very effective. Mm-hmm. And I... I don't think we need to work as much as we are right now. If we, fo- if we focus on the right things, I think we can work less while making a bigger impact while being more profitable Yeah, with the same amount of people as, we, as, as we speak. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I'm frustrated is, or was frustrated was, you know, I just see that we're not being as effective as we could be. So I don't know if that creates a one, some level of clarity. There is some confusion in, as far as, could we quantify what a 3x person is perhaps i have a feeling like we'll never be able to really quantify it though yeah you just kind of know and mm-hmm. we're just creating a culture of just high performing effective people and so you kind of know when someone isn't quite there and if they're not there then that's where the developing part comes into play yeah is the developing is the extreme ownership side of this is It is our responsibility to develop the individuals we need for our business. And a lot of companies don't believe that. A lot of companies try to go hire the smartest people possible and then let them run. No, no, no. It's our responsibility to develop those people and invest in those people Mm -hmm. from the beginning. So if they're not that individual that's performing as, as we need them to perform, we need to develop them further and we need to invest in them before we ever consider maybe this isn't the right fit for them. Yeah. And that hasn't always been the case. Um, we've let people go in the past way too fast, um, which I wouldn't say is a, it's a regret. It's a good lesson learned. And I'm glad we didn't, you know, I'm glad we only did it a few times. Yeah. made that mistake a few times and learned our lesson. But now it's, you know, we really, if someone's not working out, we really say, Hey, have we done everything we can to develop that individual? Oftentimes the answer is no. So we, pour as much as we can into that individual. If it still doesn't work, then we go in a different direction. Sure. Which should in theory happen rarely, but it will happen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but then it goes to like onboarding and Shaw and the company meetings and everything we're doing, you know, Echelon front, sending people to the FTX and sending people to the muster and um we're we're really trying to invest and develop human beings. Yeah not so they can just perform better at BuildWit, just so they can be better humans is really what I'm concerned about. Mm -hmm. And if they're better humans, they're going to perform better for BuildWit. And they're going to be a better spouse. And they're going to be better parents. And they're going to be more effective in their community. So that's kind of just a long-winded, very poorly thought out explanation. (laughs) Well, but
1: I think it touches on the right things. Um, I I know that when we do the um, monthly value award, for example, the the developing 3X, trying to identify someone for that is really difficult for me because I think it's hard to know what part of the developing 3X people value. I'm like, I need to emphasize in order to find who fits that. Like when we did it for the, we we identified someone for each value. That one was really hard for me because it's like am I should I be thinking about who has grown a lot or am I thinking about somebody who crushes it way beyond um, you know, w- what one person is typically capable of. You know, I just I feel like that was kind of confusing.
0: But it's open for interpretation. There's sure. no there's no right way there. Yeah. And that's the fun of it is yeah, you could as far as nominating for someone developed for three de- nominating someone for developed three X people, you could nominate someone that's grown a lot, like you said. Yeah. You can nominate someone that's absolutely knocking it out of the park. That's just going way above and beyond. That's stupid effective. Mm-hmm. Or you can nominate someone for um really investing in someone else. Yeah. And going as way above and beyond to- they're developing someone else. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. Or or they they were developed by someone else, or they've they have spent a lot of time just focused on developing themselves as an individual intentionally. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many different ways you can take that. Um, and that's the point. Like, there's mm-hmm. no one right way to take each one of these values. They are open to interpretation. Mm-hmm. There are bounds within that interpretation, but, like, the interpretation here is not who's working the most. Like, I don't like that being a badge of honor. Yeah. And I... Like that's something I'm I'm self-conscious about because I work all the fucking time. I work all the time. Sure. I don't have, I don't have, a, a there's no relationship in my life. There's no kids in my life. There's really not a whole lot outside the company because that's what I've signed up for. That's, and I love it. Especially in this life stage, you yeah. know. I'm 26 years yeah. old. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't, I don't want to go to Broadway every, every night. I, I just want to work because I love working. Um, But that's, that's what I signed up for. In my position, i don't expect that out of everybody else, like Bezos you know he he was famous for expecting everyone to work as much as he did, and if they didn't they were out it's just a brutal way to look at humans they're just there to there is a tool, and when they're not keeping up they're out i don't believe that yeah. i don't expect everybody to work like me and so it's you know i'm self-conscious about it because I don't want to be setting that precedent of you need to work Saturday and Sunday because I do. It's like, no, 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 that's just, and I, 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 like even the other day, I was thinking about all right, how do I schedule Slack messages? So like I'll message people all weekend mm-hmm. because I need to get my thoughts out, but I don't expect anyone to respond. I've thought about that a lot too. That's funny. And like, how do I schedule them to just go out first thing Monday morning? Mm-hmm. So I'm not bothering people on the weekends because I need to get my thoughts out, but I don't want to be bothering people. So is there a way I can, and yeah. I had to talk to Jessica about it yesterday. Um, so it, I guess there's to, to summarize here, develops, the, develop 3x people is a few different ways, Yeah, it, a few different things. It's the, the belief that if we, in, if we treat our people, right, allow them to be the humans they, they want to be, give them great people to work around, give them higher purpose. They can just on a, on a. Hour by hour basis on just a time basis, they are they can be three plus times more effective. Like, there's been a lot of studies with developers, for example, a very, very high quality developer can be worth 30 to 50 times what an average developer is. And if, if, if being a developer is just not your natural skill set you can't make up a, that kind of difference. Yeah. Like you might be able to become your, your 1x developer. You might be able to work your way up to 3 to 5x. You're never going to be able to compete with that 50x guy because it's just naturally who they are and mm-hmm. they're just stupid capable. And in a creative business, I think we can leverage that if if we put people in the right place, give them the right tools, give them the belief in them as an individual, I think they can be, they can perform at a really, really, really high level and do really amazing things. Yeah. And that, that, could you know, that is a 40 hour week. Like, you know, yeah, if you, if you get your work done at 1 PM, okay. Yeah. Like who gives a shit? Yeah. Or if you, you want to go hang out with your kids this Friday. Okay. Like, so it's, it's that belief. And then it's paired with the belief that it's our responsibility to develop the individuals we need mm-hmm. as a company now and forever. I love that. So it's really those two core bullies.
1: Well, Lori, hopefully that answers your question.
0: That was very thorough. And for the team in general,
1: um, I honestly don't think I'll get tired of hearing you talk about the values because they're all living, Yeah, you know, they're, they're constantly shifting a little bit in terms of, well, how does this apply to our business now? And, um, you also get really fired up about them, which is not, not cool.
0: I, I get fired up about them because it's so cool to just see them, like permeating through our company mm-hmm. and taking on different meanings. They don't that's, just live in the employee handbook. No, it's and, just and, like this is what we care about. Yeah, and that's like you said. That's the fun of, um, like, they're open for interpretation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. They're 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 open for interpretation. Like they're not, you know, even like a like, this might be controversial or not, but it's like. In the Bible, thou shalt not kill. There's kind of a lot of killing going on too. Like if you've read the Old Testament, holy smokes, there's a whole lot of bad stuff going on. Sure. And it's like, even that's open for interpretation. Mm-hmm. It put, possibly, the whole Bible's open for interpretation. Like how many different ways has that text been interpreted? Yeah. And how many different times has a single verse been interpreted? Like everything is open for interpretation. So our values are no different. Love it. Well, thanks for digging
1: into that, man. I appreciate it. Um, next question is from Jack Briscoe. Are we planning on only hiring in Nashville sometime further down the line? Um,
0: It's going to be... It's going to be more and more the center of the universe. So I don't want... I don't want physical location to get in the way of us bringing on someone extraordinary. Who's like totally right for the company. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think I think that'll always be possible um but it would wouldn't be truthful to say that this is not going to be the center of the universe yeah. long term like Nashville is going to be the center of the universe as far as build it's concerned even if we have other offices around the United States there's still inherent value in being together as a business and being together as a team and creating in-person relationships and it's completely unreasonable to think we can build a company of thousands of people that fly in every time they need to meet Yeah. There's just a lot of reasons why that's not scalable and why that's going to create massive problems. And can a small group of people do it? And can we grandfather people in like this group? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not going to require anybody to come here, but, and that's the thing too, is I'm not going to require anybody to really relocate to Nashville. Uh, but I'm going to make it extraordinarily compelling to relocate to Nashville. and I. I chose Nashville for a reason. I chose it because it's a great place to raise a family. Yeah. It's a great place to live. It's central. Like there's no state income tax. It's a very livable place. It's very desirable. I didn't choose Cincinnati. Where I'm also from, by the way. Is Nashville more <laughs> livable than Cincinnati? Uh, it is cooler. Cooler.
1: Okay. The good. vibe. The vibes are better in Nashville.
0: Good. Um and, and, and it's not really a comparison thing, but i no. you know i I'm, I'm in a unique position where I get to see most places in the country, and I chose a place that I personally enjoyed and I thought was just a good place for people in general um so that's that's what I like but i don't i I'm uncomfortable with the thought of requiring someone to relocate their entire family because they're told to do so yeah. yeah. Because that's a that's a big decision and that impacts a lot of people and I want it to be their idea. Yeah. I want them to be like, you know, go home and, and discuss it and think it through and come to Nashville and feel it out. And if it is right and they do enjoy being here and they want to be a part of, of what we're building here, then great. And I think that's going to be a majority of people yeah. on the road. Well, fortunately, Nashville is going to do some of the work for you. Again, that was the point. Is <laughs> I chose a desirable place for a reason. Yep. Um, so honestly, a lot of our recruiting, I do want to be out of Nashville. Sure. Um, but I don't. I don't think we'll ever stop hiring people all over the country. I. I uh, it's been hugely beneficial to not have a geographic border around our hiring process. Mm-hmm. And most of you have, you know, you're here because we haven't drawn that. Border, yeah. Um, and so I think there's a lot of value in that, um, but there's also a lot of value in being face to face with people, mm-hmm. building real relationships with people, and that's very difficult, especially with an increasingly large team, always remote. Um, and maybe maybe we do get on planes every time we want to see each other. Maybe I, maybe that does become more and more realistic, but that's how I see it. is I don't think we'll ever stop recruiting everywhere. Mm-hmm. I don't think we'll ever make it mandatory for people to be here, but I am sure as hell going to make it very compelling. Sure. I mean, and not in a self centered way, in like a you like a, it here, you're like very, very genuine we're doing the work sense. here. Yeah. yeah and, and, you know, I, I want to build a community here. I want to like, and I want to build it too. I love the thought of having a significant impact on a city. Like, I think we can make Nashville home base for the dirt world. That's cool. So so everybody thinks of Nashville when they're like, I want to go like experience the dirt world. They come to Nashville because build what's here. And and I want to be a significant player in this town, like a significant force for good in this city and really leave a mark on the city.
1: Nashville is so strange in that way that it's like ripe for industries to really stand out and like become, you know, that's Nashville is big in, you know, this particular thing. Obviously, Music City, that's like a big part of Nashville's identity yeah. to the world. That's you know, all of all of the big country music comes out of Nashville. All of the songs get written in Nashville. That's all the songwriters live here. But outside of that, you know, we're really like the healthcare capital of America too. Yeah. you know, HCA. I mean, there's all these giant healthcare companies that have headquarters here. And I, I don't think there's anything ridiculous thinking like, you know, how long until people start saying, you know, Nashville is, you know, the dirt world capital too. You know, there's, there's so much development going on here in the last
0: 10 years mm-hmm. that shows no signs of stopping. Yeah. And there's a lot of opportunity. Yeah. So yeah, it's, you know, I, I, we'll always stand by the fact that especially this group is, you know, the initial group, we're never going to require anybody to Mm-mm. relocate anywhere. I think that's um, really unfair for a lot of different reasons, but um, Nashville is also going to be the center of the build that universe. Yeah. So
1: I like to think that you wanted to put the headquarters here after you hired me. You're like, you know what? Yeah. Alex puts off good vibes. We want to be in his city.
0: No, that's a, that's a, that had a significant Pulling on my decision. Yeah. And and that's not to say, again, we're going to not ever have other locations in other cities. That's definitely
1: going to happen. It's definitely going to happen. Which is cool to think about, too. Um, Thanks, Jack. All right, last question. Mr. Jake Pico. What sort of things slash decisions keep you up at night? Nothing keeps me up at night. Maybe figuratively.
0: Do you, like, fret? I... So, the the whole concept of, like... I don't know. You talk about, you'll hear business owners like, man, it just keeps me up at night. Like I can't sleep. I'm like, no, I sleep very fucking well. (laughs) (laughs) I, I I typically go to bed at nine, wake up at five. I sleep a very solid eight hours. Nothing interrupts me. I'm very into high quality sleep. So it's cold. It's dark. It's quiet. Nothing's bothering me. Life is good. And I know that'll probably go away once I have a family and children and there's lots that get, get in the way of that. But I think sleep is a huge component of health. Like they did a study, I think it was Harvard or like a p- pretty big time group. It was two 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 groups that um that that had the same diet, same exercise, but one had half the sleep the other did. Wow. And so the one that um had the right amount of sleep had twice as much fat loss. Interesting. It's Sleep is super powerful mm-hmm. for your physical and mental well-being. Um, so anything that gets in the way of my sleep is a big problem for me. But <sighs> figuratively speaking, sure. not literally. Um, I worry that like one of my frequent worries, and maybe it's irrational, is that we're not doing enough to care for people. And I'm always concerned about hey I'm like I'm thinking about individuals, like I really hope they're in a good spot right now, like mm-hmm. I really hope they're being challenged. I really hope we're following up with our promises that we made them when they came onto the company, and hmm, like maybe they're struggling a little bit here, but maybe maybe they could be better over here like i I think I spend a lot of time just making sure we're really taking care of people um and when people aren't stoked like that's something that um definitely bothers me in the company like Mm -hmm. people inside of the company i don't care about people you know what i say about outside outside the company um so that's probably where i spend most of my worrying time is just really worrying that we're keeping our promises to our people. We're giving our people as much as we can. We're communicating clearly with people. We're not frustrating people. We're not confusing them. And I know, yeah. I know we, we don't, we don't um, follow through on that all that much, but that's probably where I spend the most of my time, like every day. And it doesn't necessarily keep me up, but it just, I chew on it. Um, you know, financial stuff a little bit. Just making sure that I can keep my obligation to, again, our people to make sure we can keep payroll moving.
1: Mm.
0: Um, but I don't really worry about that. It's just a, it's just a weight, a good weight, but it's just something in the back of my yeah. mind. That's really it.
1: That sounds pretty healthy, honestly. I mean, I just think, I think it would be easy. And I say this as a person who's never run a company or started a company to put all of the, things that can be stressful like on your own shoulders whether it's real or not just like you know stressing on are we always going to have enough business to feed all the mouths that we've promised to feed are we always going to be able to i don't know like you said keep the promises we make to our team yeah. are we always going to be able to to serve our partners in a way that i really wish we would you know i think it would be easy to worry about those things in a w- way that's probably unhealthy. Oh yeah. Um, so I, I'm definitely thankful that you're pretty intentional about like, this is not, th- this isn't worth worrying about. This is worth being concerned about, or this is worth spending brain energy on, but never like, I can't sleep a night because the weight
0: of the world is too much. No, no. This, I, this company. I don't worry a whole lot because we have such good people that yeah. know what the hell they're doing. Seriously. Like, I can go to Montana for a week and not worry. I don't worry. Mm-hmm. I know. I know people have my back. I know people are out there, and and like if I if if you know I like, and this is the concept of you know talking to Jocko the other day how how important having someone else is as well. Like like Dan you know deserves a lot of credit here because when I'm out, he's there to handle shit, and I'm not even slightly worried. I know he has it handled. No questions asked. So I can step away if I need to step away. Like I've had times where. I remember distinctly, like we were going into a like pretty big sales call at the time, and I was just all sorts of mentally fucked up, and I told him, like, "Dude, I can't even get on the phone right now. He's like, No worries, I got it, and just having that sense of he does have it, I don't need to worry, yeah, I need to step away here, I need to take care of myself. He has it. That's a good feeling,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: that's why I'm so adamant about everybody within our organization making sure that they have a backup and they have someone else completely capable of what they do, because it's a really good feeling when, and you're never a hundred percent. So when you are sick or when you do need to take care of your kid, or when you do just need a week off, you're good to go. You don't have to worry. And, and then, um, I'm not very good at a lot of stuff that goes into our business, but I, I feel like I am good at just shouldering Risk and the the weight of yeah. a business, and I see it just as a responsibility, and, I, and honestly, like a privilege. UPS just delivered a package, so I think like that's one of my roles within the business is just like I don't really worry. We're taking on a lot of risk, sure, uh, but I don't worry about it. Love it in an unhealthy man- manner.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's what it's all about you know you can you can put different language to it you know i think worry um definitely has a, a certain connotation but i think the way that like or the healthy version of that is the right amount of concern the right amount of care the right amount of um thought you know as opposed to like you said worrying yeah. not worrying in those
0: ways yeah i don't think i don't think it's a always a bad thing i think it's good to worry sometimes and uh, it's a good motivator, but as long as it's kept in check. And and also, I have spent time somewhat reprogramming myself yeah. with being careful about what I actually worry about. Like, beginning of the business is a good example. I would really stress out if I was going to miss a flight. Really stress out. Or if I missed a flight, poof, I was a mess. Yeah. Now, it's like, if I make it to the gate, super cool. If I don't, Super cool. Not worth worrying about. Yeah. It's completely out of my control. This is a complete waste of my time and energy to worry about. And it's taken me a while to get there, but now it's like whatever happens, happens, good to go. It's easy to say that we can get get into the American Express lounge, though. Yeah. (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) That's true. Uh, But I was joking with Ben Schwanberg the other day and I heard some guy talk about it. And I'm getting to that point where he was just like, you know, I, 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 I focus on big problems. So it's like if I'm eating at a restaurant, I order steak, they bring me chicken. I'm just going to eat chicken. And there's a lot of wisdom in that, just being, and and sure, like if you spend a lot of money on steak, you 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 might kind of want a a steak. Yeah. yeah. But it's just like you can take that out of context. But the principle of it is just pretty sound. Like just be careful about what you're stressed out about, what you're worrying about, or if there's traffic what's worrying going to do about it like mm-hmm. what's getting stressed about it going to do nothing like you're not you can't control the situation so there's no sense in getting all wound up about it yeah um
1: talking about the steak and chicken thing this is very off topic but probably a good way to wrap it up um i have a friend who at every fast food restaurant he just orders a number 3 he doesn't care what's in it he's like i just don't want to have to think about it he's like i'll eat it whatever it is i like that I don't want to say he's kind of a dummy. I wouldn't do but, it. But, but it kind but of tracks with just who he is as a person. I respect it though. But it is it is kind of a power move. Because he's like, well, I'll, I'll eat anything. It's fine, whatever. And then it's just like, yeah, number three. <laughs> that's a good attitude to have. Yeah. There's wisdom in there somewhere, but I always find it ridiculous.
0: Yeah. I, like that's, um, you know, someone who's really good at, being chill, I feel like is Angel. And that's why we've traveled mm-hmm. so well together. Yeah, like that dude is up for whatever. Yeah, he very rarely gets wound up. And hey, we're going here for dinner. Cool. Check. Yeah.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, like he's as cool as a cucumber, um, which has made us travel very well together. I feel like he's a good dude. I like Angel a lot. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a podcast, man podcast. Thanks everybody for tuning in. If you have questions or thoughts or like Lori, you know, she didn't have necessarily a question. She was just like, hey, could you provide more clarity and context on this? Super cool too. Or hey, Aaron, could you could you talk to us about Skiz for 30 minutes? I'd really, really appreciate that. Super down. You would do it for the team. For the team, you would do it. I am a servant leader, Alex. So uh, it's not just questions. It's just thoughts concerns, um, want clarity on something. You want us to discuss a certain topic, current events. What's a, what's a current event right now? I don't even know what's going on in the world. Uh, Richard Branson just went to space. Yeah. So if you're like, Hey, what do you think about Richard Branson going to space? Uh, What, what do
1: you think? Well, my, my opinion is that I wish that, uh, Richard Branson and Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos would instead be like, Hey, which one of us can solve world hunger first? That sounds like a more helpful, uh, bet,
0: but if they all want to go to space, super cool. Elon Musk though has an interesting thought on that. He's, he's kind of like the world, the world might be screwed. And if the world is screwed and, and, and even if we don't do it, maybe just an asteroid impacts. I want to go make sure that we have another human civilization on Mars. Yeah, I think that wherever. that's
1: more interesting than... It's like an insurance policy. I'm rich enough that I want to go to space, which is some of the optics at this point for the that but crew as a whole. I don't mean to say for one or the other.
0: There is also merit to that as well. Sure. It's like, like Richard Branson busted his ass for 50 years, created all sorts of businesses, has employed hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people, changed the world in quite a different ways. And he's like, I want to go to space. You're like,
1: Okay. Same reason we have a skid steer.
0: There there is some there is some merit to that as well. Yeah. It's inspirational, aspirational. And, and in fairness, it did take them 20 years to figure it out. Sure. Like this wasn't like a hey, I want a spaceship last year. Like people have died in that company trying to get them to space. Yeah. They've had a lot of failures. And it's happened it's been going on since like I think two thousand as they've had that company mm-hmm. trying to build a spaceship and they just kind of started to figure it out. It's a long road. Yep. But maybe there's also conspiracies behind these billionaires going to space. So if you want to... What's the conspiracy? It's just suspicious that all the wealthiest people in the world are, in theory, leaving the world. I I
1: saw... You know? I read a thread on Twitter, (laughs) and it was a woman whose husband um, works for NASA. And... Or work... Yeah, I guess, but her husband does a lot of the communication with the International Space Station. She's like, I want to assure everyone else here on Earth that these people going to space, it's not better there.
0: No. No, space is a terrible place for a human being.
1: Yeah, she was like, the, the there's only been one person in the history of the world who's been in space for an entire year, and he retired when he got home.
0: Yeah. It's just, I, I going to conspiracies, I think people take conspiracy theories a little too personally these days. Like they don't just appreciate the creativity that it takes to come up with some of these theories in the first place. Yeah. And even if you completely disagree with it, you have to sit there and be like, damn it, that is very clever. How did we get here? (laughs) I I would have never thought of that. (laughs) I never connected those dots. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, And with that. Current events. Current events. Thanks for tuning in to the Build With Internal podcast. We'll see you guys on the next one. you want to say it?
1: No, do we say it on the internal? Sometimes. Yeah, go go for it. Keep on being dirty. See you everybody.